The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast. It's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want us to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally, maybe picking up some gear. Thanks, guys. Here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and today we have Mitchell Gordy on the phone. I've uh, been hanging out with him a lot in person at various different events recently, but uh, wanted to get him back on the phone. He hasn't been on the podcast by himself. He's always been kind of in a group, and you know it's a good time, but there's been some questions and some, some things that I want to sit down and talk to him about on the podcast, specifically about staffing, uh, employees and that that whole rabbit hole that so many of us are struggling with in in this industry just just as a whole it's a general struggle but now in 2021 those of you listening currently you, you know if you know you know and it's 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 a, a huge challenge kind of unprecedented times I believe I've heard like no one's really understood like they they've never lived through this kind of employee staffing, unemployment, weird, you know, pandemic, crazy situation going on. So um, we're going to kind of talk about some different things, you know, about not necessarily that, but just about employees and all that. Um, but I wanted to get Mitchell's perspective from his experience and, and, and maybe his take on how he thinks things are uh, going right now with everything I just said. So without further ado, here's Mitchell. How's it going, Mitchell? What's happening, Naylor? Man, first off, it's uh, it's an honor to uh, to be back on the LCR podcast. Um, so I'm I'm excited to to chat with you for a little bit this evening. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more than excited. So excited, I I missed our timestamp. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm late. This is awful. I mean, it's it's unfortunate that. That's what happens when you're juggling a lot of different things and, you know, playing with the kids and all that. But I appreciate you um, being being a good sport about it and, and, and uh, giving me your time tonight so we can get some good content out there and have a good discussion that I, I know will create value for the community um, and everyone that listens. Um, Taylor, so, for for yeah. you, man, for, for you. <laughs> the universe oh gosh oh man it's 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 so it's so funny like how how far we've come in such a short amount of time i feel like i've known you forever but it really probably if you think about it, it's only been maybe what, like three years or something i don't know 2020 yeah, not, is kind of a lost long, year man. but but uh yeah. it's 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 been a little while um and it all started from what like uh uh Instagram group because for Green Touch, I believe, right? Green Touch Trimmer Yeah, well, or? you know, of course, you know, GIE, GIE Rally, and, um, 
you know, a couple little brand deals here and there. And, uh, we've had a, a growing, uh, growing friendship ever since, man, you know, a few, uh, a few events under our belt, uh, vacation trips and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, it's been, it's been cool. So, uh, you know, even hosting you, uh, at my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So point. Yeah. And you're not even that far away. So that's also another cool thing. I'm always looking for a reason to yeah. drive down North Carolina and, and hang out, you know? So, um, well, I got a lot of new stuff to show you, so you'll have to you have to make another trip down sometime. Seriously, so I've heard and seen, but yeah, it's def- definitely you know it, it's not the same as being there in person. I'm sure it's it's probably uh, pictures and pictures and videos and all that only does so much for sure. You're right, you're right, man. That that slope is uh, not really that steep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so for, so for those that that have still have not you know, stumbled upon Mitchell and, you know, your Mitchell's lawn care, your business, and also with the name of your Instagram, your YouTube channel now that you're on, like, why don't you just give everybody like a little, little bio about who you are and, you know, what you do, what you've done and where you're at now. All right. Well, I'm uh, Mitchell Gordy, owner and operator of Mitchell's lawn care, LLC, uh, newly located in Colfax, North Carolina. And uh, this is the 12th season in business and uh, started my little social media career, I guess you would say, in 2017 on Instagram at Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC. And uh, since then, I've, you know, got to meet and greet uh, a ton of folks in the in the green industry. And I've thoroughly enjoyed that and loved it. Um, and, uh, you know, now I recently started a YouTube channel. Uh, again, it's at Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC. That's a new adventure for me. Uh, but with uh, my business, uh, you know, in the last 12 seasons, that's kind of come full circle with me. Started, you know, solo owner operator, uh, went full time for a few years and had employees, which is uh, why I'm here on the show this evening. And uh, last year, I went back uh, to a solo a solo owner operator. And uh, again, in 2021, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. And in the foreseeable future, I have no plans of changing. So it's just going to be me, myself. Um, here on out and uh, you know at least for now yeah yeah and, and i know we we've talked a lot off air um you know uh, over the last couple of years about that whole dynamic and uh, i've i've definitely talked about it in some of my own content like youtube videos you know you guys can go on um, lcr or lawn, lawn care rookie or lcr either one will come up on youtube and uh, and I'll put the links in the show description to uh, to his video for get to know the pro the youtube series that that i did a few years back and I was down there for the first time, you know, and, and we were hanging out and you're showing me all kinds of stuff. Show me the town, show me your shop, tell me, you know, kind of like a more detailed version of this story that you just shared. But at the time you still had a crew um, and you guys yes, were just hitting yep. the ground running and, and and you also are still working full time, you know, as, as a state trooper as well. So, yes. um, so, I mean, that, that's, that's a lot to juggle for sure. And so, I mean, I don't want to like lead you on or answer the question <laughs> since I already know the answers, hmm. but, um, what what was the transitioning you know we, it, it, pretty much everyone i think starts solo to some degree or another whether it's for like you know a day or a year or several or whatever it is or maybe the, and they may stay solo but everyone i believe starts solo before they start hiring on and what what was the transition point for you for you even attempting or wanting to or thinking about hiring people uh, well you know real quick to keep from going down that rabbit hole uh, <laughs> you know i just uh the, the workload increased to where Mitchell couldn't handle it anymore. And, you know, I'm like probably a lot of guys out there, you know, we have a hard time saying no. And yeah. 
you know, workload increases. So something or somebody has got to be put in place to handle that workload. So uh, it got to a point where, you know, I, I had to, you know, pull myself back and find folks to to get in place to to do that work and to to keep that workload um you know to keep up with the workload so that, that's pretty much it that, that was the the fulcrum or the you know the point where i knew hey i've got to hire somebody yeah and and um wh- how did you go about hiring your first employees what what were the steps involved there uh for the very first one man i got really I got lucky for lack of better words. Uh, a good buddy of mine uh, was at a certain point in his life where, you know, he was looking, you know, for, for someone to throw that softball or, or the bone, if you will. And uh, a lifelong friend of mine. So uh, I got very lucky in being able to hire him as my first crew leader and somebody that I knew I could trust first and foremost. It didn't matter if he, you know, who could operate a mower or operate any of the equipment. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about that because I could, I could train people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you can't train someone to be trustworthy, you know, that you're just, you're either born with it or you're not, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I could trust him. So that was, that was key for me. Um, and you know, that, that was, that was my first employee. I literally just called him up. I knew where he was in his life and I, I made him an offer and he accepted. And so I, I got lucky. So I didn't have to go through, you know, that, that rigmarole, more uh, rigmarole, whatever that word. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that, yeah. You know, that, the, that, that r- rigmarole of finding something. Yeah. Rigmarole. Yeah. Rigmarole. There yeah, you go. <laughs> Rigo. I was trying to say something like rigamortis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that, Anyways, that's another thing. <laughs> rigmarole. Yeah. 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 Not rigamortis. Totally separate thing. Um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, um, but I, I had to go down those paths with other employees, but for the first one, I, I got pretty lucky. Yeah. And, and it sounds like that, that was the, you know, uh, that was the employee that you needed to like, to get lucky, um, to, to, to have that luck. Right. Cause they're, they were the, the crew leader. They were kind of like the, the foundation for, for your crew versus like getting lucky, finding like, you know, a great part-timer. It's like, yeah, he's awesome. But I mean, you know, he's he's got other things going on or he wants to do other things. So for, for my point is for, to be lucky, I feel like that was the best time for that, you know, the best person, the best role. So, and so you just started kind of, yeah. So you just started building the crew around, around that individual. Yes. I I built the the crew around him and uh, his his name is the only one that I'm going to say, John, because he's still a a lifelong friend of mine and best friend of mine. But yeah, uh, but, but I built everything around John. Um, and I, I knew that, you know, as long as I took care of him, everything was going to be okay. Um, but you know, it, 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 it was really, I don't want to say simple because it wasn't, but you know, for the fact that I had, you know, a, a guy in place that I could trust, you know, like I said before, I could train that guy to do anything as long as he was willing to. Um, and that ended up being the case. So, you know, I pretty much threw him the keys and was saying, you know, it's your show, run it, whatever you need, tell me, you know, I put everything in place for him to be successful with it. Um, you know, and, and some of that stuff's a learn trade. Some of you're, you're born with, you know, some of us are, are, are natural born leaders. Some of us have to learn it. Um, uh, but I had ran, 
kitchens in the past. So I knew how to work with people and be, you know, a leader, a role model and not a boss. And that goes a long way with people. Yeah, for sure. And, um, it's, it's great that you had, you found like a lot of times I hear people say, you know, uh, or like peers and mentors in the industry say, you need to find your right hand man. You know what I mean? It seems like so many of us, myself included, you you can find, you know, it's, it's still, it's still difficult, but it's like you find part-timers. It seems like a lot easier. They're kind of more dime a dozen than, than, you know, a full-time crew leader, you know, your AKA your right hand person, right hand guy or girl, like that's, that's who you really need to have that foundation. That's usually kind of like towards that later on down the road, you know, or after the fact when people can finally find, maybe they did start out as a part-timer and then they kind of worked their way up to becoming a right hand person, but it, it, it doesn't usually seem to come right away. So for you, I feel like it was, it was definitely a f- fortunate thing that you started building that foundation right away. You found your right-hand person right away, which seems to have helped you kind of grow as quickly exactly. as you did. Yeah. So how many people did you end up having? Like how many part-timers to help him out? Uh, I had three full-time guys and then a seasonal guy. Okay. Um, but that, that was my crew. And, you know, I, I would try to, you know, work with them as much as I could, uh, you know, but you mean physically working wanna, with them. Yeah. Like, like jump in the truck with yeah. them and go with them, yeah. you know, um, because something I learned, uh, along the way, you know, my, in my restaurant industry days of, you know, managerial roles that, you know, if I asked someone to do something or told someone to do something, it better, you know, not be something that I wasn't willing to do, you know, and that, that goes a long way. Like, you know, I would never ask them guys or my crew leader to do something I wasn't willing to do. Um, you know, but I would, I'd jump in the truck with them and, you know, grab the weed ears, grab the blowers and do some stuff that, you know, we know is not always fun. Um, you know, and, and just set that example for them. And I did that as much as I could or as much as they would let me. Cause let's face it. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> Hey, you know, we don't want you. In the truck. Yeah. 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 You We're know, good. So what are you doing? They would let me go, I would. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's good. Definitely like leading by example. And, and, you know, I've, those of you that haven't heard my whole story yet or whatever, uh, I've been in retail management. I was in retail management for over 15 years before lawn care. So before starting my own business, so I definitely have a lot of similar um, experiences and the same kind of mindset that, that you're talking about and, you know, just leadership versus being a boss and bossing around and managing people, being an actual leader, which involves, rolling your sleeves up and jumping in with the thick of them, you know, with the thick of it and, and just, just get, getting, getting dirty, doing whatever, whatever needs to get done and not like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or I'm going to make someone else do that. Or I'm better than that or whatever. Like those are obviously the wrong, wrong attitude. And, you know, company culture, I think is, is huge. I, I talked about this, um, or I'm going to, or whatever. I don't, I don't even remember where this is all falling into the, to the group here of my podcast episodes. But I, I mentioned about, culture and company culture for retention, keeping employees, it's hard enough to find them. You also want to keep them when you do find them. So company culture is huge and leading by example, leadership in general, that's, that's huge because the number one reason why people are at least back however many years ago when I did this research, the number one reason um, why people leave a job is what do you think, Mitchell? What do you think the number one reason is? From what I I learned is that they they don't feel like part of the team or or they don't feel included or or they don't feel like they're part of something it may be not the direction you were going with it but no no um, yeah that's that's 
It's, I mean, specifically, they don't feel like they're part of the overall picture, right? Yeah, specifically, it's their boss, like the the environment. Yeah. They just hate working there. Uh, but but more specifically, it's like their boss, like like literally, that's that's like the phrase. Like m- more people quit a job because they can't stand their boss, their manager, their yeah. supervisor, their AKA leader, than anything else. Number two is money. So, so that, that's yeah. huge when you realize that. I mean, it might seem common knowledge to some people, but if you really think about it, people will make less if they're happy where they are. Exactly. But people can make tons of money and be miserable and, and just have to quit because they just can't take the environment they're in. They can't take their boss and, and, or the team. And you know, everyone, it, it could become like a whole spot. But it all starts with the, with the leadership, you know, with the boss, the leader, the manager. They're the ones that set the tone. And whether they're great, you know, a great person and they're, you know, like, like Mitchell, you could, you know, been doing all the things that, that you're saying and, and that you did. But if you like kind of ignored the rest of the employees as far as like, hey, this person's getting on this person's nerves or this person's showing up late all the time or this person's not taking care of the equipment properly and the other guys are frustrated. If you're like not addressing those things and stuff like that, then that's that's just as bad, maybe even worse in some cases than if you were like not helping out physically and jumping in and saying, Hey, I'm going to do this too. And let's work together. And you know what I mean? Rah, rah, the team. Like, so it all starts and ends with, with leadership. So that's, that's why people, the number one reason why people will leave. So, um, that's definitely huge to help add to the culture is, you know, what you said to, to jump in the truck, not be afraid to get dirty and lay down some stripes or get the trimmer and, and, and edge, edge the mess out of some walkways or some mulch beds or go whack some crazy weeds or whatever. So get covered in, in junk, you know, like that's that, that whole, I know from my experience too, not just in lawn care, but from retail management, that that really speaks volumes. Like when it's truck day and I'm like climbing in the truck, chucking boxes, you know, and you know, everyone's just doing their part, you know, we're all doing different things and I'm not just standing there watching them. Come on guys, you can do better. Hurry up, you know, like, yeah. So that's, that, that's huge for sure. Um, so what, you know, how many, how many years or how long did you have that crew? You know, the full-time guys. Uh, I had employees for four years 2016 okay. 17 18 and 19 for four years okay and what um what what were what were some of like the takeaways from from that from because I, I know you said that you don't have them anymore so now i can you know kind of talk about like the like what you know some of the like i said takeaways i guess and things that you learned and stuff from from having employees well i mean it's a ton of things. I mean, it's like multidimensional, you know, <laughs> Yeah. you know, it, well, it's it, a couple always, top things, <laughs> you know, having employees like you, you can never once, you know, get complacent or, or let your guard down. Like you've got to, you know, stay on top of things, be consistent. And, you know, if, if you've got the right people in place, you know, that are running the show, as far as like, a, you know, supervisor, manager, career leader, whatever that you want to call them, um, you know, don't get lazy. Uh, and uh, I'm not saying that I did, it's kind of just like advice, you know? Right. Uh, but some, some takeaways is it, you know, it keeps you on your toes all the time. Uh, I saw a, uh, a meme last night, last night or two nights ago, that was like perfect where it was one of, it was a split image, uh, person laying in a bed and the top person was like your, you know, nine to five office job. Um, you know, showed that they were like sound asleep. The person in the bottom laying in bed was your entrepreneur, small business owner, 
and showed him like wide awake, you know, nerves wrecked. And it was like all this text around him, like, you know, that I respond to this person that I do this quote, all these things that are going through our heads. Um, so where I'm getting with this is, you know, having employees, like you, you, you always have to be thinking ahead of them, uh, behind them, beside them. Um, you know, and unfortunately in some instances, you know, it, it's going to feel like you're running like a daycare, uh, you know, depending on the people that you've, you know, you've hired. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we, you know, the, the, the crop that we have to pull from, you know, is not always the best um, because of the pay scale where we fall in the green industry. And we all know that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but and some other takeaways is, you know, more positive is that, you know, knowing that you've got your company to a level where you have employees like you're doing something right. You yeah. know, you're, you're making something of your efforts and, 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 you know, everything that you're, you know, you wanted to do with your business and that, you know, you plan to do with your business. Like you're, you're, you're going in the right direction. If you've got, you know, that much work come in that you need staff to do it for you, you know, so there's some positive takeaways from it. Um, you know, I guess mine are a little bit more negative because now I don't have employees. Right. Um, and that's and fine. Just, that's that's fine. Was, I wanted to be honest on this on this uh, podcast. Yeah, it was you know f- full disclosure. Like it was, it's high stress. It's way more stress um, because you've got you know people people's lives at stake. You know they're counting on you, the 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 business owner, to supply them with work and pay to keep a roof over their head and food on their table. You know. And if you don't have that for them, you know, or their kids are going to go hungry, you know, like you, you have all these lives at stake and it's not just them. It's their, their wives or loved ones and kids at home, you know, and I thought about all that stuff. So um, it's definitely a more high stress environment when you put employees into it. So that that's some of the takeaways that I, that I got from it. Yeah. What, what are some, was there anything that you did to try and manage that stress or implement any, anything to, you know, I don't know to, maybe stop some of those things that added to the stress or, or ease some of those things, make, make some of it easier, I guess. So as my company grows, I've definitely been looking into GPS tracking devices for my work trucks. It's just something that, you know, you, you can keep an eye on not only maintenance in some cases on your vehicles, uh, as well as uh, mileage, um, gas, and just kind of overall keeping track of where the trucks are and, and where, where they're going, especially when you're not the only one in the truck. So you can kind of keep track and see where your guys may or may not be and follow up if there's any issues. Like, why, you know, why were you at the gas station so long or why were we at Susie's house so long if they didn't make any notes, you know, on the job um, in the app that they're using or, or you don't know in advance. This way you can just follow up and it's a way, you know, you have systems in place, but it's a way for you to follow up with those, those systems. So a tracking software device is just one more system, one more way for you to keep track of the work being done and, and how, how productive everything is being. So I'm going to be trying out the GPS track it. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it makes managing your driver vehicles and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized friendly customer support for service business businesses for of all sizes with the gps track it you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are 24 7 improve route density and operate more efficiently overall just like i was saying and i'm all about that with more than 12 
thousand customers, GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for customers in lawn and landscaping across the country for 20 years. I've definitely been looking into this myself, been looking into different options. But GPS Track It is one that I've been uh, focusing on, and we're working together uh, to kind of give this content and some different ideas for those those of you out there that are interested in the same thing. So if you're ready to protect your fleet, save some money, and cut down on fuel costs, call the number 855-930-2323 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. There's no pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. Again, the number is 855-930-2323. 2323 or you can take a look at the link in the show notes the show description um, in any app that you're listening to this podcast to there's always going to be links there that you can click on so click on that link and you can go and check this out and take a look at gps track it Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The ramp and dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Head over to therampwrack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's therampwrack.com and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the ramp rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. I would do little things, just kind of like uh, like employee appreci- employee appreciation thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew that I had the work in place to to keep them busy and that they got a paycheck, but I was never satisfied with that. Um, and this is kind of going to go into you know retention as well, and and not being that ball sitting mm-hmm. on a couch at home doing nothing while your guys are out working. Right. Um, you know, several times a month, randomly. You know, I would do like employee appreciation things or like a sign of appreciation. Like here's, you know, random $20 gift cards for everybody. You know, use it how you wish. Or here's a $50 gift card for, you know, four different restaurants. Go take your family out to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Little things like that go a long way with people. For sure. Um, You know, and and they start to feel like they're part of something, which is what I said at the beginning. you know, make them feel like they're part of something, um, you know, so that would help me with the stress because I didn't just stop and think about the employee, you know, when that employee showed up in my house for work that day, you know, he might as well have had his family in the car. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, how you thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, if I, I got to do whatever I can to, to take care of him and his family at home. Um, so those little tokens of appreciation, they helped me. And even if they didn't appreciate it, it made me feel better, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that that's an awesome tip right there. I've heard some various um, versions of that kind. That's just another t- uh, like way of employee appreciation. And, and uh, there's some other folks in, in our industry that have had different versions of that too. So I, I'm definitely eager to hear these kind of things so that, you know, one, it might spark some ideas for me and, and my team, as well as hopefully the listeners, uh, if, you know, if they're, they're at that point 
um, where they can benefit well, from I, that. Well, I hate to say it, man, but like at this day and age, and we all know, and we're, this is not going to go political or nothing like that. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, it, it, as a business owner, entrepreneur now, like guys better be doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you better, I'm just saying you rhetorical, you like, you better cherish the guys or the girls that are working for you. Um, because they could be gone in the blink of an eye for the smallest thing. Um, you know, so, you know, guys need to get creative and think, what can I do to make things better for them? You know, and, and it, it, they don't need to get motivated by the fact that, you know, they're grumbling or whatever like that. If like things are clicking along great and, you know, employees are not complaining or whatever, like I said before, don't get complacent. You know, always be thinking ahead, doing something new, you know, keep things changing and evolving and don't become stale because if they see that they care about you, they're not going to go anywhere. Like you said, you know, they may not be making as much, but they're going to love you as an employer. Right. You know, so I I highly suggest the people that are listening that own companies that have employees to think outside the box. And if they're not doing something to show appreciation to their to their staff, they need to start right now. Yeah, for sure. And because right now we're in 2021 and, you know, as you were kind of alluding about now of all times, you know, we should be doing that because really the ball is in the employee's court right now. I mean, as there's, exactly. you know, as, as hard, you know, everyone knows they know also it's, it's hard for us to find, there's such a huge demand for our services and very little people that we can find to do the work. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the whole buyer seller market for like a house. Like right now it's, it's like the seller's market. You know, you, you can make a lot more money, you know, you specifically, Mitchell, or, you know, you're getting top dollar to sell your house. Um, it's the exactly. same, you know, versus it could be flopped later. Like you want to do that now so that you, it wouldn't, the bubble wouldn't burst. And now you're like just trying to sell your house for whatever you can get it for. And then it's a buyer's market and they're getting a great deal. Right. So it's kind of the same thing with this whole employee employer situation we're at right now. It's, it's an employee market where they're like, they can get top dollar to the highest bidder hop from company to company in some cases for an extra couple of bucks or whatever. So we have to do whatever we can, you know, including paying well, paying better, you know, paying well, which should help us, which should make us realize we have to raise our prices to compensate for that, which we should have been doing all, all along. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But, um, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, uh, That's you know, the show. yeah, right. Exactly. But, you know, so all the, all those things kind of go hand in hand, but so we should definitely be taking care of our employees or off, you know, if we don't have any employees or we need more employees, offering whatever we can, you know, to, to get, uh, employees and, and having that culture and, and doing things, you know, like, you know, employee recognition and all kinds of other things. I know some people do like bonuses and stuff at the end of the year. Um, you know, like they, they, it's like a point system or whatever. And, you know, every time they do something right, you know, they get points or if they do wrong, like they start with a hundred percent basically, you know, of, of a bonus and, you know, everything they do something like they forget to lock the truck at the end of the day or something. That's, that's a point taken away or whatever, for example. And then, you know, if you only, you only might maybe only have 50% of your bonus that you're getting at the end of the year because you lost X amount of points because you just didn't do your job, you know, you didn't come in on time or you, all that kind of stuff. So there's various different things, cool, interesting things that, other business owners do. And I, I think that's definitely uh, critical, especially now in 2021 to 
uh, keep go. the people you have. You know, if, if you're blessed enough to have people and, and they're good people, do whatever you got to do to keep them. And then mm-hmm. obviously trying to find, if you need to find new people, you got to get creative that way too and do whatever you can to get them. And then, you know, continue the same trend of how, how do you keep them? What do you do to keep them and all that kind of culture. So good stuff for sure. It, it, yeah, go it's, ahead. it's easier on the guys that have the smaller crews because I mean, if you're, you know, if you're like Ballard and you've got 200 people working for you, it's a little tougher. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas me with a three man crew, like something as simple, like when I say think outside the box, like something like this, uh, some of the things I would do, I knew their schedule because I made their schedule. So I knew where they should be at certain times of the day. Um, I knew about what time they ate lunch every day. So I would call him up. Hey, John, uh, you know, where about are y'all? And he would say, which I knew where they were. And I would say, Hey, listen, I know, I know you guys pack your lunch, but meet me. Yeah. I'm just, uh, meet me at Barbaritos or maybe meet me here at 1130 lunches on me today. You know, and they would show like, that would like the random acts of kindness. That yeah. goes a long way with people. Yeah. Totally. And, and I, I've done some things like that before, too, like after a, a long week or a long day or, or, or just just because, you know, because I, I fortunately thought about it. It's like, hey, you know, you, what do you guys want? You want some Gatorades or Powerades or water? You know, it's on me today or or, or even just yep. lunch, you know, like what, what do you guys want? You want lunch today? You know, I'll get you lunch or whatever. So or I, normally I'll, I'll say like lunch in advance, like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to buy you guys lunch. So this way they don't like pack lunch because a lot of guys will pack. Exactly. Lunch. Like, oh, man, help, yeah. <laughs> I packed my yeah. lunch, you know, but thanks anyway. Way. so but yeah that's that definitely goes a long way i mean i know i i know people have like bought like work boots you know like brand new pairs of work boots every year or so many years for their employees you know if they're like into landscaping and that kind of stuff they're really going through uh work boots and things i mean just and, you know it's like 150 dollars, 200 dollars work boots that employees probably wouldn't find the heart to buy for themselves and they've got these beat up shoe boots you know and their their feet are or tore up and you know you just give them a new pair of boots and something like that it's like man that was really a, a drop in the bucket for you as the as the owner compared to what it probably did inside that person you know and they're like oh my gosh thank exactly. you you know and then hopefully keeps them going and motivated to stay with you give it give it your all and, and so on so yeah i've got a lot of different stories about that 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 have kind of popped into my my world in the last couple of months here with the spring rush and my different ups and downs with with that and the growth of my company and employees and all that kind of stuff that i've been talking about um on previous episodes so for sure i can there's a lot there so if you guys haven't gone have you haven't listened to the previous episodes go ahead after this one because there's a lot of more personal things that i share on that too and, and just kind of elaborating more on what mitchell and i are saying so um, well, I just wanted to wrap things up and kind of take us down um, the path of, so how did you end up going back down to solo? What what was the uh, story behind that? Uh, the turning point, uh, let's see, you know, I said four years I had uh, staff, full-time staff. The first three years, John was my crew leader, and he had a life-changing thing happen, and he wanted to pursue it being a best friend because also, of course, I supported that, you know, and and. You know, I was like, hey, man, the business will be fine. Go do what you got to do, man. Fly the coop. I get it. I'm, right. I'm behind you 100%. Um, 
you know, and then once that's said and done, then I go into like, you know, crisis control. Like, <laughs> right, what right. What am I going to do? Yeah, you're you like, know? oh, yeah, it's good, uh, man. I got you. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. It's like yeah. red alert, red yeah. alert. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all good, man. Then I'm in fetal position crying, yeah. you know. <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, so, so I had to get a, a new crew leader for 2019. Uh, and there was just a lot of changes, a lot of a lot of stresses. Uh, and, and it's crazy because 2019 was like my, my biggest year to date, uh, most, you know, uh, grossed the most that year. But I was also the most stressed I've ever been. Mm. Um, and I just I had to come to Jesus meeting with myself, you know, about three quarters of the way through the year. And I was like, I cannot continue to live my life like this. I just can't do it. Um, you know, so, you know, man to man, man to man, man to men you know, confront them like, listen, this is straight up just, you know, business is business. This is the direction I've got to go with my life or I'm going to go crazy. Um, you know, so we finished out 2019 the season and, uh, after, after that it was, it was all she wrote. So I made hmm. sure, you know, my guys were good. I didn't pull the plug on anybody. Um, you know, I, you I, gave I enough notice. Yeah. Yeah. I supported them to the, to the very last minute to where they all had jobs. Um, I wasn't going to leave anybody hanging. Um, so, you know, did it the right way, didn't burn any bridges. All those guys that worked for me then were we still talk now, so everything you know, life's good. Um and uh that that's that's what led me to going back to just me. Um and you know, the nobody likes getting the phone calls in of people complaining because this has happened, that this has got tore up or you know, the staff's calling and say, Hey, you know, you want the bad news or the good news? You know, those phone calls <laughs> yeah. get old. Yeah. Um and uh, I, I had a, you know, just a like a uh, like a revelation, like something came to me the other day while I was out mowing. And I was like, wow, I was like, I have not got a phone call from a homeowner in a year and a half since like, you've been. So I haven't, haven't had any complaints. Yeah. No one's called and said they broke something. You know, I just had this like awakening, like, wow, it's like. Uh, nice. Like there's no stress on me. There's no, like a load of bricks on me. Like all that's gone. Um, I'm not encouraging people to get rid of their staff, but, um, you know, I, I just, I didn't need to, to deal with that anymore. So that's why I went back to the, the solo show. Right. And, and just to re-clarify for anyone that, that, that we lost along the way or, or, did, didn't catch it. You know, you, you have a, another full-time job. You're, yes, you, I, you, I do have a full-time job. Yes. Right. So, so it's not like you're solely reliant on your lawn care business. So while, while you probably could have been supported by it at one point, um, you know, that you, you, you don't have to be, you didn't have to be, you never had to make that decision. So you, you have more of that freedom to be able to go back to being solo. And, you know, yes. so it goes to everyone just needing to know what's going to work for them and what's going to be the best exactly. thing for them. And, um, you know, if you need like, so like for me specifically, you know, I, I, a lot of people in your shoes potentially or similar or whatever kind of been there, done that or, or whatnot, you know, they, they have a lot more, a lot uh, of more opinionated things to say, I guess is the nicest way to say it about what, what you're saying. And they're like, Oh, stay solo. Solo's the best, you know, employees suck. And you yeah. know, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Especially when you yeah. get on those groups and stuff and Facebook or whatever, but you know, you, you got, you got the, the, the grumbly grumblers and you know, rightfully so they probably been through the ringer. I mean, you just talked about, you know, the stressful things that you had to deal with for a short time. And you know, some of these guys probably dealt with it their whole life and they just finally had enough after like 20 years of being abused by, by that whole thing. And there's different, 
you know, that doesn't mean that it's all doom and gloom. There's a lot of successful people out there. You, know, you got Marvin Salcedo with Salcedo Lawns that I'm oh, friends with. It. Yeah, he's killing it. And I mean, he it, it's it's like he was born for it. You know, what I mean, he just he's just that guy. Like he's just hopping and buzzing and loving the guys and getting the crew pumped and motivated, and just growing and getting. I mean, it's not it's not for everyone, you know. But the it's people, that, yeah. But the people that it's for, they're, they're killing it. So I mean, again, it's it all comes down to you and you know, what, what you want to do and so on. And also the, what you need to do your goals. And I wanted to take a transition personally from, you know, retail management and I want to do something and I always love lawns and, you know, not to go down my whole story again, but you know, that's how I got into lawn care and, and I've been making a good go at it. But my plan always from day one was to build it up to a couple of crews so that it could be self-sustaining and I could have like, you know, a nice size business that can support my family, put my kids through, help put my kids through college. I mean, we're not, it's not like, you know, they're, they're going to be paying a part of it too, you know, but, but help them go through college and pay the, all of our bills as well as support the staff, you know, my team, you know, my, the, the crews so that they can support their family and so on and so forth and just have one, one big happy family really, you know, with, with the business. So that, that was always the goal because I have financial needs that need to be met. Like I said, I need to help put my kids through college and, you know, mortgage and all this stuff, you know, I'm not, you know, there's a lot of people that you and I both know in the community that are either such as yourself have another have a full time job, so they're not solely relying on lawn care, um, or they're like young, right? They're still living at home and they're killing it, which is you know they're they're, they're debt free because they don't have to pay mortgage, they don't have kids, none of that stuff. So they're kind of like putting in the work now and building that business up, so that by the time they are ready to like start a family and get a house and all that, they already have like a big busting business that is able to support that lifestyle, and they kind of have gone through whatever they maybe need to go through to get to that point. So I mean, there's just so many different levels back and forth of, of ways you can go. And just being solo isn't, isn't always the answer for everyone. And having crews doesn't have to be the necessary goal for everyone either. So again, just to kind of wrap that whole topic up is that it's, you got to find out what works for you. Find your sweet spot, spot. do what you got to do. I know that I need to you know, support my family and I, I can't do that solo. There's a ceiling and I can, there's only so many hours in the day, only so much physical things my body will take the older I get. So I can't be solo for the rest of my life. So that's why I had to plan. I always had that plan to have crews and so on. So it, you got to do what's best for you. So exactly. But you did kind of allude to saying that, um, you know, for now. So what, 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 what does that mean? Like, is that something that you might get back into if things maybe start, start to go back that way or, you know, whatever the criteria well, is? What is the criteria? As long as I've got my full time, as long, you know, as long as I'm, you know, employed with the Highway Patrol, I'm going to maintain what I've got right now. Um, uh, one thing I didn't like was the fact that, you know, I couldn't always be in certain spots when I needed to be. Mm. Um, you know, and, and for, that, for your lawn care business. Yes. Right. Um, you know, and, and that, that did create a little bit of a problem because I was having to rely on my crew leader more than I should have, mm. um, to you kind know, of be like the owner of the company and address exactly. certain things that you should have been doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and there were times where, you know, I would get that phone call, Hey, you know, this happened, you know, it, where I should have been able to jump in and like, you know, and, and, and save what, whatever was going on. And I couldn't, you know, I'd kind of say like, Hey, deal with it. I can, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. You know, you're, you're um, doing your, your other yeah, job. My yeah. hands are tied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as of right now, I'm just going to maintain the way things are, but you know, when I retire, you know, I don't know where I'll be, what's going to be going on then, you know, if I'm still doing all this, uh, -huh. uh you know, and you know, may, may build it back up. I don't know. So it's, it's an uncertainty right now. So I, I don't know. 
Well, it just leaves an opening for you to be on the show again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Man. There you go. Another recap episode. So, well, thank you, Mitchell, for your time tonight. And did you have any parting words or uh, final things to advice or anything to say to anyone out there when it comes to teams, employees, and so on? Yeah, definitely, man. There's the the like these podcasts and social media and all that stuff. Like, you know, this stuff wasn't around several years ago. You know. Um, and it, it's such a, an awesome tool for people to use to, to get and do research on their own to see if it's something that they want to do and, and take, you know, little tidbits from these shows and stuff that they see posts on videos and, you know, take little tidbits from all that stuff and then, you know, put it into a bowl and then, and then, and then run with it. Um, you know, take the good and the bad from what I say, you take the good and bad from what, you know, what other guests on your show say. And, and, and then become like the best business owner, supervisor, whatever that you can be and make the most of it. Um, you know, cause a lot of these, these tools weren't there, you know, when we were crossing that bridge, um, you know, it's kind of like the sink or swim mentality with, with some of the stuff that we did. Um, but you know, don't, don't hesitate. Like if, 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 people listening want to grow their business, you know, don't hesitate to, to take that plunge and put yourself out there. There's so many people in the industry, you know, we'll just stick to our industry, the green industry. There's so many people that are just killing it right now that are great role models for how things should be done. And that's, that's the guys that they need to be following. Um, you know, if you want to, to grow your business and have employees and have staff, you know, like, like the guy you said, Marvin Sacito, right. awesome guy. Like he's a guy that people should get behind. Um, so, you know, don't hesitate to go out there and, 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 and grab what you want. Absolutely. That's good stuff, Mitchell. I appreciate your time again. I appreciate all your yeah, words buddy. of wisdom. What, uh, where can everyone find you? Um, I am at, at Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC, Instagram and YouTube. Uh, I got a Facebook account, but it's more for like my local, you know, local stuff around where I live. And I don't really promote it too much, but at Mitchell's Lawn Care LLC, Instagram and YouTube. Nice. Well, best of luck to you uh, on, on you social too, media friend. as well as um, your, your season continuing. And um, I'll, we'll have all those links in the show notes. And I hope to see everybody at GIE. Don't forget to check out GPS Track It by calling 855-930-2323 or clicking the link in the show description. I'm going to be using this for my own fleet, so I'll be reporting, letting you guys know how, how it goes and my thoughts and opinions on it. But it's definitely something I've been looking at for my business as I grow so I can keep track of my fleet. Uh, I can save money, cut down on fuel costs, etc. Um, so make sure you go ahead and check that out so you can kind of see for yourself if this is something that you want to uh, check out yourself and, and use as well as following along on my journey while I report back as I'm using it. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. 
You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the lawn care rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.